Well, good morning, everybody. I hope that you are having a fantastic Sunday. And uh, man, we just wanted to say hi as a family. The kiddos and Erica are running around right now. And I just wanted to take a few moments to uh, welcome everybody. If you are a first time guest with us, it is so good to have you here this weekend. Hey, listen, we have a very, very special treat this morning for you. And uh, he comes in the form of my friend Mayo. And yes, Mayo, you are a treat. And so uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Mayo preached while we were in uh, the COVID moment. He actually came via video from Alabama but now we have him live and in person, and I am so excited for you to hear from him today. He is a good friend. Mayo and I met a few years back, and uh, I'm really excited as I've gotten to know him and we've become good friends. I'm so excited for you as the church to get to hear from him his heart and uh, what God is doing in him and his family and uh, soon to be a brand new church in the Atlanta area and uh, Mayo doesn't know this yet and I'm super excited to share this with you and with him for, like coming like right now everyone's hearing about this for the first time uh, Mayo uh, because of the generosity of this church and our legacy offering this year uh, our church is going to have the distinct honor of being able to invest $10,000 into the new church plant that you guys are doing in Atlanta. We are so excited for it. We cannot wait to see all that God is going to do in and through you guys and this beautiful new community that is being built in Atlanta. And so we're praying for you. We're cheering you on. And uh, man, I just can't wait to see all that God is going to do. So church, if you do me a massive favor as Mayo gets ready to come and share the word, would you stand to your feet right now come on would you just give honor where honor is due would you put your hands together and would you give some love to my good friend Mayo as he comes to share the word with us today come on somebody come on guys give it up for Jesus come on you can do better than that give it up for Jesus wow hold no 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 don't sit down don't sit down yet don't sit down yet don't sit down yet man bring that TV out bro you just scared me just bringing a big I'm like, I get to take a TV and 10 grand home? <laughs> wow. On behalf of Atlanta, thank you guys so much. Man. Man. I mean, Pastor Jason and Pastor Eric, I, I mean, if you're watching online the very first service, just make sure, like, like, you know, you might be watching, like, hey, don't preach the next service mail, you're horrible. I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You know, Kai and I, we can't be more grateful for your friendship, your love, your passion, your generosity, and most of all, your integrity. We love you, love you, love you so much. I tell people, the top three decisions that they ever make in life, I'm gonna write a book one day, I think, if somebody don't steal it first. <laughs> top three decisions. The God you serve, number one. Y'all made a great choice. <laughs> Amen, right? Number two, the spouse that you marry. Those of you married, despite if you got into an argument this morning, you still made the great choice. <laughs> and last but not least, the pastors you follow. And you have made a great choice. So let's give it up for your pastors. Pastor Jason, Pastor Erica, we love you. Come on, you can do better than that. All right. I mean, take your seats, take your seats, take your seats. Man, I got 37 minutes. 
and I got keys behind me and I'm black. That's double trouble. White people, you might not make it home. Okay? <laughs> Don't you do that. Don't do that. Don't you do it. Oh, man, it's a privilege. It's an honor of being here. And uh, Greetings from Atlanta. We're coming from Live Atlanta. We're playing, my wife and I, we pushed out of Church of the Highlands for my senior pastor, my spiritual father, Pastor. He laid hands on us. He said, hey, go change the world. Go change the world. And in that transition, you know, we heard a call of God in our heart, and God said. The same thing he said to your pastors. They left Phoenix. When they, when they left Arizona and came here, you know what they had? They had a dream in their heart, which came from God. Because this whole state deserves to live. in the well is going to bring about. For us, God said the same thing. Atlanta deserved to live. So my wife and I, we pushed out and we planted Live Atlanta. We're opening up September the 18th, and we could not do it without your generosity. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Hey, I think I got a picture of my little family right here before we jump in the message. This, yeah, this is us. This is us. So Kyle was pregnant right there, and um, he didn't know what he was having in and that's my son, Cannon, right there. He's a man of God already. Like, he's a prophet already. And that's my little baby girl, Brave, right there. And uh, before that, this is our baby reveal. And before that, notice I got hair now. Look at that. That's like during the pandemic when your barber couldn't come to the house. And you couldn't go to his crib, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, Gillette, the best. I just cut it off, you know what I'm saying? Real talk, I cut it off, you know. Uh, so... We're, we're about to get a, you know, do a baby reveal, and we don't know the gender. And I'm like, Cannon, because he's shook right here. I'm like, Cannon, yo, what are we having, bro? He's like, hey, daddy, we having a boy. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, we having a boy. I say, baby brave, what we having? Daddy, we having a girl. She's fierce. She's fierce. I'm like, she's like, daddy, we having a girl. I'm like, okay, brave. So we popped the balloons. And all the stuff came down, the confetti came down, and we found out it was a baby girl. And Cannon right there, that's his first time, his prophecy fell to the ground. <laughs> so right there, he became a prophesy. And he's just, he's upset, but we have a little baby girl now. She's six months old, named Liberty, Asante Why So Well. And I call her baby. Yeah, I said it, let me say it again. I call her a little baby. Man, he don't want to say white, white, can I? <laughs> I guess somebody don't want me to have a little white baby. That's all right, you know. Y'all quit laughing. We'll be here all day, real talk. Because Kai, Kai's mixed. Her mom's from Germany, and she's white, and her dad's from Ghana, and she's mixed. So, so Liberty looks just like her mom. And her mom's this short little white lady with red hair and blue eyes, and Liberty looks the same. So we walk somewhere, and we're just walking around. We have talking about, like, like paper white baby. And we're holding and everybody looking at us, and they're like, did y'all do the reverse adopter? You know, people, they, they adopt black kids. So we just got a white baby. So we're living, we're living our best life in the city of Atlanta, but it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We're all family. We're going to the same place. Can I get amen? Amen. amen. All right, all right. Let's, let's get into the Word of God, man. I'm not going to stay up here all day. All right, let's get into the Word of God. We got another, got another service. So if you can, turn your Bibles to the book of John. And before we get to scripture, I just want to set the, set the context up in the book of John. It, and I really want to tell you what I'm going to attempt to do with the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to attempt to 
set us on a course before you get there, before you don't go, don't go there yet, don't go there yet, don't go there yet, there we go. So I'm going to attempt to set us on a course so that we can discern. And what I mean by discern, let me say it in another way. So that we can understand. Because I think understanding is the best thing to get in human history. Solomon says it like this, in all you're getting, get understanding. So now I want to go to the root of understanding, which is the understanding of language. Because here we go, communication is through language. And once we understand the language, we now come under the influence of the language and we're now the outcome of the idea put in the language. So everyone is under the influence of language right now. You and your wife woke up this morning, she said, hey, let's go to church, under her influence. And now the outcome of that, you are in church. So I wanna talk about discerning the voice of the devil from discerning the voice of God. Because I think we need to understand how to discern. Because if we don't understand how to discern his voice, which comes to kill, steal, and destroy, we can't understand how to follow his voice, which comes to give life and life more abundantly. So I want to talk to the devil. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. Because it's important that we understand so that we won't come under his influence. So Jesus was doing this in his last three weeks in life in the book of John. And he was talking to his disciples, his disciples were having this conversation, and the Pharisees brought this lady out, and she was caught in the very act of adultery. And they said, hey, what should we do, Jesus? And they said, Jesus said, yeah, what you think we should do? They said, we should kill her. So they was under the influence of something else that brought death. Jesus was like, hey, you without sin cast the first stone, because he was under the influence of something else that brought life. And he was able, because he was under the influence of life, he was able to pick her up, forgive her for her sins, so that she can go live her life. And they had a problem with that. They say, no, 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 no. No, no, we don't like that. And now Jesus was telling the disciples, hey guys, don't listen to them. They're under the influence of something else. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. I'm under the influence of life. So we picked it up right here in the book of John, and we see it. So, he said, the book of John chapter 8 right here, it says, For you belong to your father the devil, talking to the Pharisees. Because religion is the root of destruction, and destruction is the idea and concept of the devil. So he said, you belong to your father the devil. You want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. Not holding the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar in the father the incubator the beginning the beginning the incubator of lies so I think it's appropriate for us today to prophetically say something that we're gonna walk into every day of our life to the devil and that's the title of my message I hope that you never forget it we can't hear you. Can I get an amen? Well, we can't hear you. Now, if he's watching, let's all say it together to him up there. We can't hear you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this great church. Thank you so much for uh, 
I mean, just this ministry, Lord Jesus, that would not only change this state, but would change the climate of this region. We pray a blessing over their life, Lord Jesus. Every individual that's here and that's online and that will come here, Lord Jesus, they walk into something that will forever mark their life and that will transform every relationship that they come into contact with. Man, Father, I pray for any team out of Utah to ever play any team for the SEC not to get beat too bad. Because they don't play football here. And we give you all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Peace up. A-Town down. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, yo, have anyone in here ever did something they regret? Don't lie in church. Raise your hands. Come on, let's go. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Okay, so listen. So I did something I really regretted one time. And I'm, I'm going to take you all there. Any high school seniors we got in here? Well, praise God. No high school seniors. Just tell the story by myself. Anyway, so I was getting recruited. I played football at Auburn University, and I was getting recruited by Auburn. And when Auburn was recruiting me, they wanted me to come up and show me the best time. So they was like, hey, Mayo, we're going to take you out. So now, mind you, coming out of high school, I didn't do nothing. I, three things I did. Just three. Just three, and I did them great. I did them so great, I was the number one rated linebacker in the South. Real talk, all I did, three things. Play football. Worked out, went to class. Say it with me. Football, worked out, went to class. That's the only three things I did. So I go to Auburn, and they like, hey, man, we want to take you out, man. We want to take, take you to the club and stuff. And I'm like, bro, I don't go to the club. I don't dance. All I do is three things, bro. I play football, work out, go to class. So they're like, yo, let's go to the club. It's cool. All the volleyball girls there, the basketball girls there, softball girls there, gymnastic girls there, track girl. I, bro, you can't get me with no girl. All I do is three things. I work out, play football, go to class. That's it. So anyway, I go to the club. <laughs> I just go to the club. So I go to the club. I got my Gatorade. Don't drink no alcohol. Don't dabs. I don't do none of that. So I'm in the club chilling. Got my, got my Gatorade right here. They like, yo, Mayo. Man, the girls looking at you, they know if you come to Auburn, they want you to be their boyfriend before you get with the rest of the girls. So I'm like, man, I'm good. I don't got no girlfriend. Three things, that's all I do. Work out, play football, go to class, I'm good. So I'm drinking my Gatorade, blue Gatorade, just chilling. Ice blue, right? And then, so I just see this shadow, I feel this shadow. You ever felt somebody looking over your shoulder and it's like, they, they like tall, is it Shaq or something? And I just feel this shadow right here. And I'm like, man, I'm chilling, you know what I'm saying? And I look behind me and, and like, I turn, and right in my face, this is a tall basketball player. Like, yes, they was in my face, y'all. One person, they was in my face. I'm like, and I look up. She's like 6'6". Her name is Shondrika Johnson. Now, don't laugh at Shondrika, okay, guys? Don't laugh at the name, okay? We got names, okay, it's cool. She was... Like, she was the center of the basketball team. She was a sixth-year senior. Thank you. That means she about 24. About four kids. With muscles. And she was like, I heard you coming to Auburn. You gonna be my man. And she was tall and big enough to make me her man. Chris, I was like, oh my goodness. And she had the audacity, y'all, to come down 
and look me in the eye and say, No, it moved like that for real. And walked away. And all night she over there just looking at me. I do three things, definitely don't do that thing. I work out, play football, go to class. And all night long she just over there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm nervous, I got a boo-boo. I'm like, you know how, them, you know how your bubble guts get, you like, is this, you, you, don't, you don't know if something goes, like, you don't know what's gonna sneak out. I'm like nervous. No, true story, bro, I can't make this up. I'm nervous, I don't know, like, I'm like, so I'm just like chilling, and I got my Gatorade right there, right? So they like, they like, man, drink some, man, loosen up, loosen up. I'm like, bro, I don't do number three things. I don't drink, chill. I'm nervous right now. So I drink over this heat. And I'm like, what's going on with her shoulders? Like, you know? So I'm like, yo, bro, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. They like, yo, we gonna, we gonna mix you a drink when you go. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. And I seen them mess with my Gatorade. I go to the bathroom, I come back, dude shook my Gatorade and put it down. I'm like, you, you, you good? He's like, yeah, man, I just put a little cap full of Gatorade, corn, corn starch, corn syrup. You good? I'm like, all right, whatever. I drink a sip. 10 minutes go by. Ooh, ooh, shoulder. What's that, shoulder? Shoulder lean. I see Sean drink over there. She, 20 minutes go by. This true story, I can't make this up. Especially not in church. 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm, I'm moving to the beat. I'm like, what? Chandrika right there. 30 minutes go by. I feel a shadow again. Uh, I, I'm talking about, I'm in a club. I'm breaking it down. Me and Chandrika just going in. We dancing. I'm talking about, I'm, she turned, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all that. And she like, yeah, this is what we gonna do forever. And I'm like, Shandrika, you gonna be my girlfriend for me and you. We gonna get married. When I come to Auburn, it's just me and you, Shandrika. And she's like, yeah, for real. Man, I'm talking all night, me and Shandrika. All night in the club. We just was, man, we kissing. I'm like on the stool. I'm like doing all that, right? So now I go home, they take me home. And the next day, the player knock on my door in the morning. He like, yo, coach, wanna talk to you. And I'm like, all right, cool. I go tell coach. I'm going to the complex. Guess who's at the front door of the complex? It's a new day. I'm like, yo, bro, why she here? She say, remember what you told me last night? I'm like, what did I tell you last night? The coach is standing there. He's like, he knows something. He's scared of Sean Drinker too. He's like, Mel, you, I'm like, I, and Sean Drinker's like, we go together now. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. You told me you love me. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, yes, you did. And we go back and forth. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. And I said, I was under the influence. How many times have we done something that we embarrassed of and we just want to say, I didn't try to do it. I was under the influence. A dab of a lie, a do you. 
just like a cap full of alcohol got in my drink and made me do something outside of my own body because I was under the influence. Just like when we get under the influence of a lie, we will do something we definitely don't want to do. And now we have to rewind the tape and walk back the thing we done because of the influence we was under. And Jesus was saying, hey, don't get under his influence. You must learn how to discern his lie. Because all he wants us to do is carry out his desires. And I think we struggle with this sometimes, myself included. And I think we struggle with it because we can't discern his lies. So I want to make it very simple and put all his lies in three lies. Say it like this. I want to put every lie that we probably would ever hear, I think, I believe, it explodes out of these three main lies. And we're going to talk about them so that we won't be able to hear them. The first one. You, you see what I'm saying? You don't even understand what I said. That's how it should be when he say this right here. God is gone. When we think about it, guys, is God gone? Now, a dog can be gone, Mr. Devil. Dog gone. But you mean to tell me God is gone? You mean the creator of the universe? This, the, the mountains that y'all look at every day, you mean that holds them in the midst of his hand? You saying that God right there is gone? You mean the God that created the moon, the stars, the ocean, the butterflies, your heart, the eyeball, the Milky Way, the solar system, meaning we can't get to the front of light as we know it right now? You mean to tell me something that I did, that God is gone? If that's not a lie, The very word that comes with him is omnipresent. So you mean my action is going to undo his omnis? I made that up. Made that up. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Omnis. It sounded good. It sounded right, too. It, think about it. God, gone? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's how cowardice the devil is. Ephesians says he shoots fiery darts, meaning he don't even want to get close to you with his lie. He's hiding behind something. He's, he's shooting a fiery dart, and the fiery dart, it comes, and it says, got one. Got one. Got one. God is gone. That's why Paul says this right here. In, in, in Romans chapter 8, Paul says this right here. He says, I am convinced. Meaning Paul tried to tell him. He said, hey, Roman church, I know what they're telling you. But I am convinced that neither death, neither life, neither angels, neither demons, neither present nor future, nor any powers, neither height, depth, anything else in all creation, meaning anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from God. David goes to say this, if I make my bed in hell, he's still there. And you have the audacity, Mr. Devil, to try to get me under the influence of your lie and tell me, God gone. God gone. God is gone. Paul says it like this in Philippians because he wants us to go against that, that lie right there with the truth. And he says right this, hey, rejoice always in the Lord. I mean, Paul, why do we rejoice? I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness spirit be known to all men. That's Bible. The Lord is near despite what you do. The Lord is near despite what you feel. 
The Lord is near despite what they say. The Lord is near despite the tragedy. The Lord is near despite the divorce. The Lord is near despite the race. The Lord is near despite the finance. The Lord is near despite the age. The Lord is near despite the gender. The Lord is near. So everything I need is here. Be anxious for nothing. Because Paul is saying, if we know that the Lord is near, the Lord is the owner of all, everything else I need is here. So what the devil does, he says the Lord is not near, so everything you need is not near. So therefore, he makes you anxious for everything. Paul is saying the Lord is near, so everything else you need is here. It kills anxiety like that. The Lord is near. He'll never leave you or forsake you. I don't know what you're struggling with, but please don't struggle with the core of our theology. He died. He gave the most precious thing ever known to creation. His son, his only begotten son, to only do one thing, be near you. So much so, Paul says, to be in you. That's how close he wants to be. So much so he gives you his own name, the body of Christ. Mr. Devil, we're going to say it to you one time. On this point, we can't hear you. So now we go to the next one. That's him, y'all. That's him. Oh, he's waving. He's everywhere. He's like, hey, they can't even see me online. Hey, hey, y'all, listen. If you're here for the very first time, first timers, I'm not gonna come back next week, okay? <laughs> so, so we gonna say it together. First timers, on three. We, we gonna tell the first times on three. Please come back. First timers. Please come back. <laughs> I'm not gonna be here. Milo. Chris, you mean to tell me? Be alone? How many married couples with children in here? Raise your hand. Is a child not the best thing you ever seen in your life? Milo. Think about it. Rewind the tape. If you would have listened to that lie, the maturation of the image and likeness of God became in your creation. So now you could even co-create humanity made in the image and likeness because you listened to the lie. If everybody at one time listened to that lie for 60 years, the human race would be extinct. The epicenter of racism came from belong. But now God comes and he says, guess what? I don't want you to be alone. So much so, it's not good for man to be alone because we have to be fruitful and multiply. And we can't multiply alone. What are you talking about, devil? Be alone? 
listen, this one right here, this was mine. So the first one was theology. It's a theological question, a theological lie. The second one is a relational lie, be alone. Because God says we need each other to be healthy. We confess our sins for forgiveness to him. We confess our faults to each other to be healthy. We wonder why, why the church walks around in this earth going to heaven but unhealthy on earth. Because we have bought into the life, be alone. Keys, you can come. No, no, don't come out yet. Man, 12 minutes. I thought it said two minutes. I was like, like, what am I doing? So this right here, this one I bought into. And it was bad. So I listened to this lie. After I graduated from college, played in the NFL, I started to live this life. How can I accomplish all the notoriety, get all the money my friends had? Because my best friends, one of them, number two pick, 36 million signing bonus. He ain't played a dime yet. 36 million. I'm gonna say that again because y'all acting rich. Let's all not, now listen, now, now let's be real at the well now. If somebody tell you to leave church right now, come to Walgreens and sign and do nothing and get 36 million, all our heads will get small running out that door. 36 million. Before it said down, said hike. That's my best friend. And boy, I helped him spend all 36 million of it. <laughs> Straight up. So, 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 so now I get cut from the NFL because of my ACL, and now all my guys got money, big money. So now I'm like, man, I, I got kind of jealous of them. Watch jealousy. Watch jealousy. It's the rabbit food. It's bird food to get you to separation. Watch jealousy. Watch jealousy. So now I saw, I, 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 got, I took the rabbit food. Now I find myself all over here alone. So now when you're alone, you do this thing called rumination. You ruminate on the thoughts that the enemy's doing. And now you carry out his desires. His desire was for me to sell drugs. I started to sell drugs because I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit on me. So now he took that spirit. St- <laughs> hey, come on. It was just the wrong pharmaceutical sales. That's all it was. That's all. That's all, you know? So he took that and he moved it around and I started to sell drugs all by myself. I didn't go home to my parents, didn't be around my friends, and I, now I acquired all the money that they had. And I went on this period of selling drugs for six years. Six years. And I got arrested in Arizona by the federal government. And I remember when I was in a cell all alone, an eight by eight cell. And it said, mail so well, a, a paper, piece of paper came under the door. I'm spending eight by eight sale, 23 hours in this sale per day. One hour out to use a bathroom, take a shower, make a phone call, eat a meal. Now I go back for 23 hours. Something came under the door. It said, it was my indictment. It said, mail so well versus the United States of America. Mayo Sowell was all alone versus the United. The lie that came out of that is because you're all alone versus the United, why don't you commit suicide and take yourself out? Rewind the tape, it all came from the lie. 
um, be alone. That is why this church, we believe in groups. Because we know at this church, you can't do life alone. You belong in the group so that Jesus can speak to you, talk to you, heal you, transform you, promote you, encourage you, equip you, send you, and help you. So if you're not in a group, I implore you from the destruction that I've experienced, the conviction you see coming out of me, It was birthed in a prison cell where I was fighting all day long, looking at the sheet, saying, could I tie this around the ceiling and take myself out, which is the epitome of being alone. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. God has someone in this house Taylor made for you to speak your frequency, to talk your language, that got the same tattoos you got, that like hiking. Who wants to hike? But praise God, they like hiking. They like cycling. They love coffee. They love fashion. They love all the things that you love. You know why? Because God put them here so that you won't be alone. Man. Where's homegirl at so I can sit down? <laughs> Homie, wish that she go come on up. You want to take notes, don't you? Man, play a note. <laughs> don't take notes. Get me off this stage. Play a note. Make it all sound good. You can do it. <laughs> I'm not alone. Hey, hey, real talk. I don't know if I'm going to preach like this in Atlanta. <laughs> I might as well try it out on y'all. <laughs> hey, watch Paul, though. Watch Paul, watch Paul, watch Paul, watch Paul. Check that. He says right here. He says, next slide. Watch it. About being alone. No, 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 no. No, don't be alone. Be alone, slide. Be alone, slide. Be alone, slide. He says, in Genesis 2 8, he says, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Watch this. Before this, he said, be fruitful, multiply. So now your multiplication. It is dependent upon your unity. So some people want multiplication. But he said the bridge between you and multiplication is unity. Our nation wants multiplication. But the bridge between multiplication is unity. The more we separate, the more we politicize, the more we divide, the more we, I'm this, the more we, I'm that, the more we, it X out multiplication. So he said, it's not good. White, black, Spanish, brown, Asian, Republican, Democrat, it's not good. Don't be alone, be together and you can get the values out of both camps and put them under one roof and operate in them and multiply. Because in actuality, both sides got a little right in them. If you really want to be real. But we got to come together. Love each other despite your deficits or your differences. Because we will never compromise and fall in love with the lie 
of being alone. So for four minutes and 52 seconds right now, what we're going to say to him for point number two is what? We can't hear you. So now we understand the theological question. Be alone. We ain't falling for that. We understand the, we understand the relational question. Be alone. Theological God wrong. Relational be alone. We know we're not falling for it. The next one is institutional. Notice we're going through this era of everyone is trying to deconstruct. But what he's really trying to deconstruct is the church. So he comes with this lie to a whole generation, millennials, Gen Z. The boomers don't really struggle with it because they grew up in the church. Our mom and dad, they grew up in the church. They love Jesus. But what culture's trying to tell us, church wrong. Okay, Mr. Devil, I heard you say God gone. I didn't fall for that. Now, I heard you say be alone. I got people around me. I didn't fall for that. Church wrong. Church wrong. Do you mean to tell me the only institution in the world that allow black, white, tall, old, young, when somebody can walk in the doors and they're hurt and they're busted and they're disgusted and they're dirty and they smell and we smile at them and say, you're welcome and you can have it all and you don't want nothing in return. You trying to tell me this church called The Well that sits here in Utah that wants to be on the side of Jesus, that wants to be over there, right here, that gives to the youth, that gives to the hungry, that gives to the needy that gives the people with a broken heart and wants nothing in return you trying to tell me that institution is wrong young people it's only one hope in this earth it's not the government I'm sorry it's not the corporations. I am sorry. It's not hip hop. It's not pop rock. It's not it's not salsa. It's not rap. It's not BET. It's not MTV. It's not Fox. It's not CNN. It's nothing but the local church. Church wrong. but pray for my pastor that he gets supernatural rest on vacation. That they have S-E-X on vacation. I'm going to pray for the kids. I'm going to protect them. I'm not going to sit over here and look at, oh, look at him. Because last time I checked, the Bible say, if you smite the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. So why wouldn't he come against the shepherd and put all these fiery darts? Don't pray for Pastor Jason. Don't do it. His thighs and biceps are big enough. No, he needs bigger biceps and he needs bigger thighs because guess what he got to do? He got to kick the devil in his mouth every day and listen to his voice and don't fall for the lie. 
that church is wrong. This church will be here. This church will preach the gospel. This church will reach the lost. This church will be diverse. This church will have old. This church will have young. This church will have black, white, tall, youth everywhere in the city because the church is not wrong. might need to move to Utah and be a student pastor or something. Y'all got me rethinking. So, we know, Mr. Devil, what you're saying, but we can't hear you. We know you hate us, and that's okay. We can't hear That is the prophetic declaration that we're going to walk into every day. And it's going to put earphones over our ears and we're not going to be under the influence of no voice but the voice of God, the voice of love, the voice of unity, the voice of wisdom, the voice of our Father. So I'm going to pray. In a nutshell, Cliff Note 101. Here, we understand that we're not alone. Last sentence on the notes. God is here. Alone is wrong. The well is strong. God is here. He's never going to leave you, despite what you think you're doing. God is here. We will be in community because we understand, Mr. Devil, alone is wrong. In my church, what I am, the well, we are strong. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this great house, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being near us, in us, and being with us every step of the way. Thank you for the group that we're going to get into. Thank you for the relationship that we might meet in the lobby when we feel we don't have any relationships. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this church. If there's anyone here that has not received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, this is the best time. This is the best time. He will never leave you or forsake you. It's nothing that you thought, that you're going to do, that you did. It's bigger than this decision. Or that can stop this decision. So I would love for you. If I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand. And we're going to pray this prayer with you as a family. And walk with you into eternity. With a loving Father. One. Thank you, Jesus. I see you. Two, be bold. Thank you. Three, well, let's repeat this church. I mean, let's repeat this prayer with them. Jesus, thank you so much for eternity. You died for me. You rose for me. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray.